Thanks for tuning in to the True Vibe Podcast. Here, we help you connect to your true vibration, expand your energy to authentically align you to your highest vibrational self. I'm your host, Mary McMonagle. I am the energy expansion coach here to guide you to connect with your intuition and energy to embody the person you desire to be. Now let's vibe, tribe. What's up, True Vibe Tribe? Today, I am so honored to have on Nikki Velasco. We talk all things about taking the leap of faith, working through your fears and limiting beliefs, and being vulnerable with yourself and in relationships. Nikki is a mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and spiritual intuitive. She has a psychology degree from the University of California, San Diego, and a background in neuroscience. She recently left her corporate job to work on her mindset coaching business full-time. She dedicates her life to helping people identify and overcome their mental blocks and limiting beliefs so that they can align and manifest their life of their dreams. It is my honor to have today's guest, Nikki, on, and we are going to dive right into it. Welcome, everyone. We're here today with Nikki, my dear soul sis, who I am (laughs) so thankful is here with us today. Nikki, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Hi, Mary. Thank you for having me. I am so freaking excited (laughs) that you finally have a podcast Um, that I am doing so well. I honestly, I can't, I can't complain. Like, I woke up this morning and I live here in California. It is nice and sunny and it's a nice winter. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. You are such a bright light. And just a backstory, Nikki and I, we both just graduated the Quantum Coaching Academy. So we're certified life coaches and Nikki is incredible. And I'm so honored to have met her through this program and to now have her on the podcast. (laughs) So, and speaking of which Nikki, she just took a huge leap of faith. Uh, She quit her job and is full-time now in her business. So Nikki, I would love for you to share about that and what it was like for you. Yeah. So scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Or one of the scariest, probably top three. I so a little bit of background. I um I worked in a neuroscience lab um, in San Diego for quite some time. I thought, you know, my life I was I was going to be a clinical psychologist or something with neuroscience. That was that was it for me. Like I was very academic, like research based, nothing else. And. Um, I moved to back to LA where my family lives to help my parents out financially because it was a little bit of a struggle. And when I did, I was looking for another research position kind of job and I ended up landing in um, healthcare. So like insurance company kind of thing. And I was there for three years um, and the pandemic hit, right? So it's 2020. We all went into lockdown, have a lot of time to like really face your demons, right? And think what the heck is it that I'm doing with my life? Is this really what I want to do? And as I did enjoy that job, um, it wasn't very fulfilling, right? So I was good at it. It was easy, but it wasn't fulfilling at all. And I started to notice like 
you know, specific team I was working with or a little bit more micromanaging. And I just didn't have the freedom that I wanted to have and like work and stuff like that. And I noticed myself just getting really down in the dumps about it. And at the time I was um, starting to apply for master's or PhD programs to go into clinical psychology or like a master's in marriage and family therapy. And I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go more into debt. Like I already have, I already owe this amount of money from like undergrad and I don't want to owe more. And, um, one day I'm sitting in the kitchen with my dad and I'm telling him all these worries that I have. I'm like, you know, I don't want to go to school for all these more, like so many more years. And I am going to be so much more in debt. And my dad, so my dad is this Colombian, like, really relaxed man, you know, like this is, a, I don't know. He's, I love him. He's the apple of my eye. And he looks at me and he says, Nikki, what's the big deal? Can't you think of something that you love to do that combines your academic side and also your spiritual side? Because that was also something I was battling with. I wasn't finding a program that really aligned with me. He's like, that just kind of goes together. Right. And then you can make money from it. And I was like, oh my God, coaching. So when he said that, I was like, okay, I, this is what I want to do. How do I leave my job? Right. Because this is a big leap. Like I had come back to help my parents financially. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to like leave my job and like, and do what? Right. So it took me a couple of months. And if there's anyone listening here who is thinking about that is maybe in a similar position and you're like, I just want to leave my job follow your intuition and do it when the time is, you feel the time is right. The time might never be right. Right. It's never going to be like, not all the stars are going to be aligned. And, but when you are, when you feel it in your heart and in your gut that you're like, okay, now that's when you jump off the cliff and dive into the nice crystal water, like crystal clear water. So it took me a couple of months and it was a lot of discussing this with like my partner, like my boyfriend and and my parents. And, um, what I did was I saved up enough money to where if I didn't make a dime in my business, it would last me for about 10 months to pay like all my bills and things like that. That's what felt good to me. It was very scary. And there was a lot of things coming up that I had to really, really like nurture a lot of beliefs. Right. And I'm like, okay, why is this coming up? Where is this coming from? And how can we move forward? So I ended up leaving my job in April of this wow. year, 2021. Ooh. Yes, girl. Yes. Congratulations. And thanks for sharing that story and especially how a lot of beliefs and fear was coming up, right? Because that's what you now uh, work with your clients on. And I know, and you know this too, it's like we as leaders and people who feel our intuition driving us and want to follow that heart, that pool, because we have this desire to help people. It's like, we have to go first. And yeah. sometimes that sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't suck, but it's like, oh my gosh. And you took that leap of faith. And like you said, you, you were like, it's time to jump the cliff and I'm going to land in that crystal clear water and it's going to be beautiful. I'm curious on some of the limiting beliefs that came up for you first that you worked through, um, as you took that leap of faith. Yeah. So the first one that like just smacked me in the face, I would say is who are you to start a business? Like mm. big, bold letters. Okay. If, if you can put an image to it, who are you 
to start a business. And that one's that I think has been had been the biggest one and still comes up sometimes, right? As an entrepreneur, like, what am I doing? Right. Who am I to be like to think that I can help these people? And the way that I was able to really work through that, and I've I still try to remind myself about this, is that the people who I am meant to serve will find me when the time is right. Mm. Right. There's, I read this, um, I don't even know if you posted it, this like quote the other day. It's like the master shows up when, when you need them, right? Like the, the teacher shows up when you need them kind of thing. And so that's how I think about my clients. And I've started to look through, you know, people that I look up to, right? So there's people that I follow on Instagram who have like their own business. It doesn't necessarily have to be coaching, just like women that have their own businesses. And it's like, Instead of looking at it from the perspective of, oh my gosh, like, look at the business they have. I can never be that way. That's how I originally was thinking, right? I was originally thinking they can have it, but I can't. And then I just said, okay, something about this, the way that I'm thinking about it is not making me feel good. So how can I switch this? Right. And so I started to think, okay, well, if this person can make like $20,000 months in their business, and then they can like flourish in every aspect of their business, why would that not be possible for me? It is possible for me. And so when I started to really kind of shift that, the who am I to start a business became, I am starting this business, right? It's like, if they could do it, I could do it, right? And it's like, not looking at them as a competition, but rather looking at the role models that I have, like, this is what is possible for me. And that is what has helped me and continues to help me because sometimes I go back to that. Who am I to do this? It continues to help me get out of that mindset. Right. And get out, like pull myself out and just be like, Oh no, no, no. Come on, Nikki. Like this is what's possible for you. Right. And you are deserving of this and you've already helped people even before you had your business. So I mean, as a coach, you know, Mary, like that we are of service. Right. So looking for evidence that shows that I've already done that before. So why can't I do it now? Right. Wow. Wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate to that. Who am I, right? Like, who am I to take this leap of faith, to trust, to follow my intuition, uh, and even just in other areas of your life. Um, so thank you for sharing that because that's super powerful of, having that in your awareness. And then I loved how you reframe that as like, like why, like what would be possible if it, if it was for me, right? Like if I yeah. allowed this to happen and that is just, um, a really big thing to unpack, especially as you're diving into who am I, right? You've already helped people before. So why not now? Uh, thank you for sharing that. That that's a big, uh, that's a that's something that comes up a lot, the who am I? And what do you feel? So as you were allowing yourself to recognize, like, okay, I this is it, this is me. What really added the fuel to the fire to create this business? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I got all fuzzy when you said that to me. Um what added the fuel to me is. I can't imagine my life not doing this. Mm -hmm. So I sat down with myself. I like to journal and really um, 
kind of envision like different scenarios, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, right? But the journaling exercise that I did was what do I have to lose if I don't do this? Right. Like if I, if I don't take this leap, if I don't like, like you said, light this fire under my ass to take this leap of faith and just go and like create this life that I want for myself. And I had a whole long list of things that I have to lose. Right. My freedom on top of like freedom, because I didn't feel free at the time. Right. Number two, it's like I'm putting a cap on the abundance that I could allow to flow in my life because in that job that I had, I was capped, right? Like there was no way, no matter how much more I worked, like there was no raise in like my salary or anything like that, right? In that specific position. And I also had to lose what I felt was my purpose, right? Or I feel and I know is my purpose is being of service. And those are big things to lose, right? Number one for me, purpose, freedom, right? And when I thought about the opposite, it's like, what do I have to lose if I do do this? Like, what's the opposite of that? And really, I couldn't come up with anything. I'm like, okay, well, if I do do this, right? And obviously, the fears came up. It's like, if I do this, well, it may be like, I won't see the influx of income, you know, right away, but I'll have freedom. I'll be, I'll feel more aligned with my purpose. I'll be of service to people and I will be happier. And I can tell you that my worst days now were my best days when I worked at my corporate job. Like that's how big the difference is. So, so realizing that this leap of faith actually was going to give me more than I would lose. That's what lit that fire under my ass. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'd be crazy not to. Yeah. Wow. I'd be crazy not to. Yes. (laughs) And that awareness to just take the time to journal in and reflect like, okay, you know, if I don't do this, what, what will it cost me? Right. And if I do do this, what will it cost me? And it seems like you're like, oh, it's like, there's nothing that's going to hold me back from not doing it or from that if I do do it. So why not do it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible that you were uh, able to identify like, this is my purpose and you can't put a price tag on my purpose. And like you said, you're on, you're taking that cap off of where you were to open up even more freedom, really release the reins to fully trust. And that's essentially what it sounds like exactly like you're doing. I love how you put that right competition doesn't exist because you know that the people who are are meant to work with you are going to come to you and that's a really beautiful place to be in when you can just say yeah who's ever supposed to come to me will come to me yeah wow (laughs) now I'm curious I want to dive into some of the mindset and limiting beliefs for people listening. They may, may or may not have heard the term limiting beliefs, but can you just explain what a limiting belief is? Yeah. Good question. So my interpretation of a limiting belief is anything and the word limiting is in front of it for a reason, right? So it's a belief. I'll, I'll explain what I think a belief is. A belief is something that you agreed to at some point. Right. So maybe your belief is, you know, I'm not good enough. Right. 
a belief becomes a belief when you when you agree that it is true right and maybe it's those sometimes those are small moments sometimes they're big moments so you can recall right um and the limiting aspect of it it's there are beliefs that work for us right the belief that you know i believe i'm confident okay that can definitely work in your favor a limiting belief stops you from i would say living at your full potential right or stops you from getting to that next level so that limiting belief of i'm not good enough i'm not worthy like these are common beliefs that i've seen for example in my clients and in myself that can really really prevent you from moving forward from really living in alignment and connecting to your authentic self because sometimes these beliefs are most of the time actually are external right maybe we're told this when we're younger or a situation happened that made us feel a certain way and we took it as I am blank, mm. right? Fill in the blank. So I hope that explains. That's my interpretation of a limiting yeah, belief. That's a really great interpretation. And I'm wondering when you were diving into the, who am I to start the business? And for people listening, like the, who am I like, right. That comes in. What do you feel like is a limiting belief that connects to that? Who am I? Ooh, worthiness. I'm not worthy. So the, who am I to start a business? The root belief of there is I'm not worthy of starting my own business Mm. or doing these things or living out this life that I envision for myself. Mm. And the, I'm not worthy. Do you feel like it's a fear of failure or fear of success? Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. Feel uh, oh. let's see. I originally felt that it was a fear of failure. Looking back, and sometimes when it comes that da- comes up now is fear of success. And what I notice now within myself is when these, when this thought comes back up, because it does, right? Like there are moments, there are days where I'm just like, what the heck is happening? Um, when it comes up, I, I think to myself, what, where's the, what, what's happening here? Why is this coming up again? And what I'm, the fear is of succeeding. The fear is of, okay, if I do get more clients, if I do get busier, like, I'm not going to have all this free time to, you know, this is, but again, this is a limiting belief, right? Because I create my own re- reality and I can have the time, but my fear is I'm going to lose that freedom or I'm going to lose certain things because I quote unquote have to sacrifice stuff for success. Or at least that's how I feel like we've been conditioned, right? Like I have to work hard. I have to like sacrifice all these things to be successful. So now when that comes up of I'm not worthy of this business, it's like, it comes more to, oh my gosh, what am I going to have to sacrifice for the success? So to answer, I hope that answers your question. But before the fear was failure, like, oh my God, what if I try this and it doesn't work? Well, now I'm trying this, it's working. But when that thought, when that belief comes up again, like sometimes it's that fear of success. Yeah, that makes total sense. And thank you for sharing that because I find with a lot of the worthiness and the who am I, it comes to that belief of like either fear of failure or fear of success. 
And I love how you explained it because yeah, we fear success because it's an, oh my gosh, I might be giving up freedom, responsibility. But again, then it's like aligning you even more into your purpose, which is priceless. And then the fear of six or fear of failure is so validated because it's, yeah, that fear comes in, right? Of like, what if I take this leap of faith and it doesn't work out? So I'm always curious uh, where people fall. And maybe if you're listening, that might be something to just dive in. If you can relate with what Nikki's sharing of like, I want to take this leap, but is it fear of failure or fear of success? And the biggest thing that I found is it's like that fear of change, that fear of like something's going to be different. So I would love to get your opinion on how to adjust when things, when you're transforming and you're changing. Yeah. Change this year has been that year for me. A hundred percent. I would say the number one thing that I've done there that I kept at the forefront of my mind when all these changes were happening. And I say all these changes because it wasn't just taking the leap of faith and leaving my job and starting this new business. I moved in with my boyfriend. It's my first time living with a partner for the first time. You know, there's so, there are a lot of firsts for me in this year. And apart from the first, it changed my whole reality. I'm like, what is for the better, right? But it's still change. And what I kept saying to myself, is be like water. And I know that sounds silly, but I just kept thinking if I don't, like if I, to me being like water, what does that mean? It's like, just kind of go with it, allow it to flow. And I know that change can be stressful. It it, it does feel stressful. Even if it's changed for the better, it can feel very like, oh my God, my whole world is just shifting what's happening. Um, I also practice a lot of mindfulness in my day-to-day and to me, and I explain this to people like mindfulness literally just means being aware of what you're doing in the moment. Right. And in those moments, I also practice gratitude. So one thing that I do every morning when I shower, I don't play any podcasts. I don't play anything and like any music or anything like that. I'm in the shower and I'm literally, for example, I'll be shampooing my hair and I always think to myself, okay, I'm going to put some shampoo in my hair. I'm going to massage my head and really dictating exactly what I'm doing. And that has helped me with mindfulness in so many ways, because when these changes come, it can be so easy to feel disconnected from yourself, right? Like it can be changes in your job, changes in your relationships, changes in your environment. Anything can feel like, oh my God, what is happening? I'm losing grip, Right. And so practicing that mindfulness is what had helped me adapt to these changes and just be like, oh, okay. And gratitude. So in those moments when I am practicing mindfulness, I start to be very specific about what I'm grateful for. And it always starts with my body, right? So again, in the shower, you guys could do this. Anyone who's listening and thinking, you know, how do I practice mindfulness? What does that mean? Or, you know, if you are going through changes and you want to really connect with yourself, I will literally, as I'm like, putting soap on my body, washing my body. I'm like, you know, I'm so grateful for my hands because my hands allow me to type on the computer, which allows me to do my work. Uh, My hands help me, allow me to knit, which is something that I love to do. Right. That kind of things are grateful for my legs because my legs allow me to exercise and travel and walk and do this and do that. Being specific with what you're grateful for is also very helpful for change because you can also be grateful for these changes. Wow. Thank you that for sharing that. 
I love how you put it down to really like the little things that are so big and especially with our body and and being in a place like the shower where where we are so intimate with ourselves and we can use that that place to get even more intimate with ourselves to really get to know us and especially in a physical way right like you're like I'm grateful for my body I'm washing my hair um so that's such a great practice that people who are listening can try And I love how you shared the analogy that adjusting to change is like water, right? Let go and flow. It's like when you are just allowing, like thinking of that, that lake and that river, just making its way down the stream and no cares, you know, and it's like, yeah, the best things come when you are just allowing yourself to fully be and and that you've gotten through your mindfulness practices and i love how you break down mindfulness because i think for some people that can be like this whole either woo woo term or i don't have time for mindfulness but it's a really about just in, where can you incorporate it in your day and so i love that you shared that that it just takes you especially in a sacred place with yourself in the shower Now, I know you're big on helping people uh, overcome self-sabotage. What do you think most people, where do you think most people begin to let the self-sabotage come in? Mm. I've noticed myself and my clients that I've worked with when self-sabotage comes in is right when things are going well. When things are getting good and you're forced or not forced, but you notice that you have to step out of your comfort zone in some way, that is when it hits. It's like if self-sabotage was a little like character, it has a bow and arrow and she's like, I'm going to strike. I could see right now you're about to have to do something that's uncomfortable and then shoot because that that's usually when I've noticed it within myself. And again, like with my clients is when it's like that kind of like the 11th hour, right? That moment when you're about to hit something great, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. And you try to take 10 steps back and you do do something that sabotages, right? Yourself, because these, this is all for you, right? Whether it be in your business, your relationship or whatever, like I can use it in relationships, you know, like I, I've had clients tell me, you know, well, I'm like seeing this person, it's going really great. And you know, but like, I don't know if I'm ready to open up yet. I don't know if I'm ready to do this, to do that. Right. It's that discomfort of being vulnerable. It's like, okay, what are you doing here? Right. What's happening? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to sit in that discomfort for a little bit because you have so much more to gain than you have to lose. Mm, Wow. That I, that's an incredible awareness around that it usually happens exactly when we're like, life is getting good. And I love that you use the bow and arrow analogy because it's like, yeah, we do get pulled back, right? You said taking 10 steps back, but what would be possible if that bow and arrow, you release that arrow and it propels you forward to exactly what's meant for you. Yeah. And I'm curious on like the relationship aspect with people, like with your clients, uh, what do you see that 
like, what are some of the limiting beliefs that may come up for them? For like intimate relationships? Yeah. Oh, um, what I've noticed is a lot of beliefs are around maybe not being deserving of a, a quote unquote good relationship or healthy relationship, right? A lot of us, I think, have lived maybe at least once experienced a toxic relationship, right? And so it goes hand in hand with self-esteem I've always seen. It's like your feeling of worthiness kind of tells you where your self-esteem is. And if you think, if you believe like, oh, okay, this is something that's for me. And that's why I mentioned that because that's where I noticed that self-sabotage coming in. And so beliefs that come up, it's like, maybe I'm not worried. Like they don't come up in that exact way, right? Like the surface level belief could be like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship or I'm not, I'm not relationship a really like committed type of person or you know, uh, I haven't found the person that's right for me, but what's really underneath that is something much, much deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you can't find the right person that the right person, the perfect person does not exist. Right. There are people who might have most of the qualities that you're looking for in a partner, but not all of them. We all have flaws. Right. But I've had clients who are like a little bit nitpicky about like, oh, well, you know, this person, like they have all these five like great qualities, but this one is just like really annoying. I can't handle it. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on in here. Right. So it's that like their surface level beliefs, but the deep rooted one is more so I'm not worthy of a relationship. That's, that's it. Like, who am I, who am I to be in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, and people are, are, are mirrors for us too. Mm-hmm. Right. So those things, and I, and that's what I asked my clients. I'm like, okay, that one thing you mentioned, you didn't like about this person. Where can you find that within yourself? They hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> hate that question. It's like, what do you mean that I'm not like that? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you notice how you're getting really angry about me asking you, just simply asking you this question. Right. And then you start to reflect in that aspect. Yeah. It's amazing you brought up the mirror aspect because that's what was coming up for me when you were sharing. You know, I have clients who will say, oh, this person, is, this guy is great, but he does this and it drives me crazy. And it's like, well, why? Why? Because we're all a mirror. And even though it's like, maybe it's like, I had somebody once tell me that they didn't like the way the person was eating their hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> something like that but it's like why what's the belief behind that is it because they're comfortable with just being like swinging their burger around like (laughs) so it's like it comes back to like what like why dive into that so I love that you shared it's it's a mirror and your clients might be like what but then it's like yeah that that it's like it's, you know, triggering you in a way it's making you feel uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. some reason. And that discomfort, I want to ask you about the vulnerability because I believe the discomfort comes from what you mentioned earlier about being vulnerable. And what do you feel like being vulnerable really looks like for, at least for you, for your clients, for someone 
Yeah. I actually went through this with, um, when I first started dating my partner now. So we've been together for almost two years and I always tell people I manifested him. I told him that too. I'm like, I manifested you. I'm like, I wrote out like my dream partner. And as I said, and I want to mention this, he had most of the qualities I was looking for, obviously in a partner, the ones that he didn't initially we grew into together. Um, but what I wanted to say is, um, sorry, can you repeat the question? I'm so sorry. I totally like, yeah, no, that's okay. Vulnerability. Oh, vulnerability. Okay. Thank you. So when we were first dating, um, I had walls up. I wasn't looking for a relationship. It was just like, okay. Like my friend set me up with him and I'm like, yeah, we'll go on some dates. And after our third date, um, he looked at me and he said, I feel like each time that we've been going out, it's like the first time he's like, but he's like, but it's like, he's like, I can't get through to you. Like what's going on. So I can explain what vulnerability felt like to me in that moment. It was like literally taking off my suit of armor. Right. I, cause I had it on. I was like, Oh no, no, no. I can't show him like who I am. Right. Because if I show him my vulnerable side, my vulnerable side to me is the most authentic version of myself. That's what being vulnerable feels like to me. It's like taking off the suit of armor and just being like, okay, this is me like raw version of myself, the messiness, the beautiful parts of it every single aspect. And that doesn't mean that being vulnerable means that at least to me, it doesn't mean that you have to like tell them like all your traumas or whatever. No, but people can feel when you're guarded, right. They can sense that they can be like, okay, something's off. Like, are you nervous? Like what's happening? You're being vulnerable is again, allowing things to just flow and allowing yourself to be seen for you your authenticity and not like this mask or this like armor that you want to put on because no one's going to see you through that, you know? Yeah. That's such a good point where it's allowing yourself to be seen for who you truly are and what allowed you to be able to take off that, that mask and that armor. So you could have this amazing relationship that you do. Yeah. Well, that comment he made, right. he's just like, every time we see each other, I feel like it's the first time, like what, what's going on and realizing in that moment, I wanted a relationship, a relationship. I wasn't looking for one right actively, like on dating apps or anything, but I did want a relationship and I had worked on myself for like almost a year and a half, two years after having gotten out of a relationship previously And I thought to myself in that moment, I'm like, oh, I really, I know I want this, right? I know that I want to be in this relationship and he's seeing right through my bullshit. (laughs) I don't know if we can cuss on here, but he's seeing right through my bullshit. Like I have this guard up and it was realizing, you know, just because I've been hurt before doesn't mean I'm going to be hurt again. And this is something I really want. I want this connection. I want this love. So I don't have anything to lose. I've already been hurt before, mm-hmm. right? But am I going to let that dictate how my future relationships can be, right? How this relationship can be? Because if I'm allowing that to get in the way, I have I already didn't even give this relationship a chance from the get-go, mm-hmm. right? So 
literally the best decision I ever made in that moment where I was like, okay, you know what, this is something that I want. What's the worst that can happen. I felt like in that moment to me, the worst had already happened to me in the past and I could live through that before and I can live through it again. Like it's not a big deal. And I noticed that the difference in this relationship, right. And allowing myself to be vulnerable is that I really let go. Even in the last ones, it was always a guard, a guard, a guard. And I can see now looking back, it's like some of the problems we had was because of that guard that I had up. Right. And this relationship I'm in is the best relationship I've ever had. Like hands down, I'm going to marry this man. (laughs) Saying that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, I feel like a lot of people listening to this can really resonate with, with that share of kind of in previous relationships where you, you know, you said you can realize now how your walls were up and you were guarded and yeah, that was keeping you safe during that time. But having that awareness now brought you to manifesting your dream partner who you're going to marry because you were like, okay, let's go all in, right? Again, you're like going all in, taking that leap of faith because you've already experienced, you know, like not the best, right? Mm -hmm. And as you said, I'm sure all of us or at some point of our life, we're, we're like, okay, that wasn't good. That wasn't, that wasn't what I expected it to be. That's not what I deserved. But it seemed Mm -hmm. like you were like looking forward of like, what's the best that could happen? And I'm going to take that. Wow. Do it, Mary. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking this all in because I (laughs) definitely can relate myself of having those guards, those walls where I look back now and I'm like, I can't believe I was so guarded. And it came from a place of trying to prove myself. Like I'm this independent woman. I don't need a man. Do you find that that's kind of what could, how you, where those walls were forming for you? A hundred percent. 100%. It was very much like I can do things on my own. I don't need you to do them for me. And it didn't come from a place of like, uh, like, oh, leave me alone. Like, I don't want you to help me. Right. It was more so I felt like I needed to prove something to myself. Like it's okay if this person hurts me and leaves me because I'll be fine. Because if I depend on them for anything, if I, if I allow them to help me in any way, or, you know, and, and some, like, if I allow them to help me in any way, like they're going to take a part of me with them when I leave, like, that, that was my mindset at the time. And so I can totally relate to what you're saying because I was very much like, I'm independent. I can do this on my own. And that actually hurt a lot of the relationships I had in the past because the other person didn't feel needed. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to feel needed. Right. But I didn't, I didn't allow that to happen. Yeah. It's important. It's a, it's a two-way street, right? As much as we want to give and receive, allowing our partner to give and receive. So what is it like now in your relationship that where, where do you notice that you, uh, accept maybe that help you, you allow yourself to receive that help? (laughs) Oh, in every aspect now, it it was very hard at first. And he knows that, um, I, for example, I'm used to taking the trash out, right? Like especially when I moved in with him, you know, I had lived with my parents for a little bit before I helped my mom around a lot 
I go around the house a lot and I'm here and it's something so simple, right? So I'm taking the trash out for the first time since I, when I moved here and grab the bag and he runs downstairs. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to take the trash out. You know, to me, that was something normal that I did myself all the time. And he said, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to do that. And it was so hard for me to tell him, okay. <laughs> I'm like, and I, I argued with him. I was like, not, not argue, but I said, no, like, it's fine. I could take it. I already have it in my hand. Like I'm already on my way. And he grabbed it from my hand. He's like, listen, this is something that I'm always going to do. Okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so it's with those little things, right? Allowing him to do those things for me. And I actually noticed that one of my love languages is acts of service. And I didn't see that in my past relationships because I didn't let them do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't allow them to do things for me. And with, you know, my partner now, like we help each other in that way. Like I am understanding the balance of giving and receiving. Right. And that may, that might be in, and that can look like different things. It can be in actions. It can be in gifts. It can be in everything. And um, this might be a little bit off topic and you can steer me back in, but this was a big lesson too, for me, for receiving abundance, mm. AKA money, right? Like when I noticed that I was in my relationship, I was open to receiving more and not, not arguing about it. Right. When you're saying like, no, 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 it's fine. Like I got it. It's like, you're telling the universe, no, 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 this is not what I want. Right. And so I, it's kind of like, I've noticed, um, a pattern that when I learned to receive in my relationships in other aspects of my life, abundance was flowing into. So I just wanted to make that comment. <laughs> wow. That is a great comment to make because it's definitely not off topic because where there is one, uh, I like to say kink where there's one kink, especially energetic kink in your, in your life, it affects, it blocks all areas, especially mm-hmm. relationships and money. Um, so thank you for sharing that. It's like, as you were sharing that beautiful story, it's like, I could get a sense of just your wall, your walls and your guard coming down and say, you know what? I am worthy of this. I am worthy of somebody being like, wow, they want to help me. They want to take out the trash. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And how good did that feel? Oh, it it felt so great. I mean, now it's like, wow, I understand now why it's so important to allow people, especially my partner to help me. Right. And that is a part of leaving my guard down. It's like, I can do these things on my own, but I don't have to. Mm. And that that's where the difference lies. Wow. Yeah. And for somebody listening who is maybe starting to whether you're in a relationship or you're single and you're trying to open up the heart, let down some of the walls in the heart, what do you feel like is the biggest piece of advice you can share? Mm. My biggest piece of advice is you're going to be safe. Mm. You are going to be safe. Wow. And I wish that I had heard that, you know, in the past and specifically when I wasn't in a relationship and now having, being in a relationship where I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable. It's like, I know I'm going to be safe because 
I'm, I'm, I've already been through the pain. I've been through the hurt and you know what? I, I pick love, right? Every time I will pick love because there's that, what is that quote? It's like, it's better to have loved and lost and to have never loved at all. Right. And that's something that I really hold on to because it's really easy to let the pain of things of loves that went wrong, dictate the future of your love life. Right. It's very easy to be like, Oh, you know, um, that didn't work out. Like there's no one there for me. And there is, there is. And if you're in a relationship and you're finding it hard to be vulnerable, and maybe you're noticing that you're losing that connection with your partner, look in with your, look within yourself first and see where things are disconnected. Are you being completely, you know, completely vulnerable with yourself and honest about how you're feeling and where you're at? Because if you don't have that within yourself, how are you going to have that with somebody else? Mm. Right. So two different pieces of advice, but I I love both those pieces of advice and yeah, I feel called to share too. It's to add on to look within yourself, especially because I'll notice myself it loneliness will creep in every now and then. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is a reflection that I need to give myself more attention where it's like, oh, the outs- I can play in that victim mode. Like, will I ever find my person? But then again, I know there are people who are in relationships and feel lonely. So it's like either or, as you said, Nikki, look within yourself. And then the beautiful thing from what you shared that I want to add that like kind of comes full circle from where we started this conversation to now is like, I am safe, like with where you took that leap of faith with your business, you are safe with how you allowed your guard down in your relationship. You are safe with money, allowing yourself to receive more is like, yes, I am safe with this money. I'm worthy of this money. So it's so beautiful of like, how this all trickles into one area. And as you said, as I focus on uh, what the, could be the best case scenarios, like I'm safe and, and I'm worthy of being safe. Yeah. Wow. We tied it all together so beautifully. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. And that was, yeah, I'm, I love how these just form because I didn't, wasn't expecting it to go into the relationship aspect, but I see how I can feel when you when you share um, like pictures and stories with you and your partner. I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> goals. And but thank you for being so vulnerable on sharing that and being open about that, because it's just a testament to how much work you've done on yourself and how much it can affect and positively affect and enhance your life, like the more vulnerable you are with yourself. So. Thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable about all of that. Of course, you know, there's the vulnerability, right? It's allowing myself to be seen. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. So thank you for allowing me to share all of this. And I know that the relationship thing, I wasn't expecting to talk about that either. And it, it made its way in here for some reason. I think some people need to hear this right now. So, yeah, yeah, it, yes. I think a lot of people listening will resonate with this, whether you're in relationships or whether you're single, because it's the same thing. Allow yourself to be seen. And as you said, see yourself first within, see yourself in the shower, see yourself when you look in the mirror. Um, I think it all definitely comes down to that. 
So before we close this out and I ask you how people can connect with you, one of my things that I'm going to be asking every single guest is about their true vibe. So essentially I started true vibe to connect how you can connect with who you truly are and the vibrational frequency that you want to give out to that you give to yourself first and then give out within the world. So how do you live your true vibration, Nikki? Ooh, okay. The word that kept coming up was love. Um, so I think the way that I live my true vibration is giving myself all the love and then emanating that to everyone else and in everything I do. So in my relationships, even when I eat my food, (laughs) it's like loving and being grateful and gratitude, right? So love and gratitude. I think love is my vibe for sure. Oh, so beautiful. And you definitely allow that vibe to be seen so much out there. Oh my gosh. With everything you do, everything you share, it's just, you can, I can feel, and I'm sure everybody listening can feel that it's from a place of love. It's just like this gentle, sweet love. It's like adding like (laughs) honey on like top of like yogurt or something good. Just like that sweet, (laughs) sweet, gentle touch. Thank you. I love honey. So yes. Great. Oh, perfect. Awesome. So everybody can find and and see your sweetness and all, all the love that you give and share. Can you, um, share how can people can find and connect with you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at the coach Nikki. So T H E coach Nikki double K. Um, and I also have a free higher self meditation that I just recorded. So if you do go on Instagram and you go to the link in my bio, there's, you just download it for free. So that meditation I created for anyone who's just it, it, it relates a little bit to the future version of yourself. I think Mary, you had gone through that meditation too. Um, and it's just kind of connecting to yourself in a way. So if you are interested, you guys can just get that for free. Yeah. Go check out her Instagram. I'll link that in the show notes. And I did do the higher self meditation. I, I shared that with you. I was like, Oh, this is so powerful. It was so, I had so many visions and, um, yeah, I connected with you of what came through. So if you're listening and all of this is resonating and you're loving vibing off of Nikki's love, check out her Instagram. It'll be in the show notes, check out, uh, her higher self meditation. If you are feeling the call and the push to connect to yourself like that, uh, it's definitely worth it. And other than that, Nikki, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, for being vulnerable. And I'm just, I'm sending you so much gratitude for, uh, for being here today. Thank you, Mary. I'm sending you love and gratitude right back. Thank you. I feel it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And everybody who is listening to today's episode, thank you uh, for being here. And Nikki, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and are ready to help others connect to their true vibration, share this with a friend, hit subscribe, and leave a review to let me know how this podcast has impacted you. Other ways to connect with me, check out the show notes to follow me on Instagram at MaryMC4 or check out my website, truevibewellness.com. Sending you all the love, 
all the light and all the highest vibrational energy.